With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Today, Mercedes Martinez is signed with WWE. NWA PowerPoint's NXT review. Brock Lesnar, number one in the Royal Rumble. All that and more. Indie Table starts now. Well, I will say this about Judah. I'm Brandon Turner. I state the facts. Those other two, their opinions. Welcome to the Indie Table. Welcome to Indie Table on this beautiful Friday morning. I've had my two Red Bulls. I know Mike's probably got his coffee on his way from the nursing home or the nurses. And Marcus, I don't know if you're doing your herbal tea, your herbal smoke. I don't know what are you, what you're doing this morning, but how is everybody? Good, good. Clean living, as always. Okay. Doing good. <laughs> doing good, man. Doing good. Well, what y'all think about Wednesday's surprise with Jordan being on the AEW live show? Mm. I feel bad for him, but yeah, it was good to hear him. Yeah, it was. You know, I, I hadn't heard from him this morning. I don't know how last night went. Melted nipples. What else was supposed uh, to happen? It was. It was very descriptive, and it doesn't sound good. Let me tell you that. Yeah, I hope he's okay. I hadn't. I hadn't heard from the hospital or anything, so maybe he's okay still. Yeah. Well. We're going to jump into Indie Table right off the bat this morning, and we're going to talk about somebody that has been in the business for nearly 20 years. Mercedes Martinez has almost been in professional wrestling for 20 years, and she has now finally signed a major contract with WWE. And if you do not remember, I said that this woman had one of the, probably a candidate for match of the year, probably could have been match of the year with David Starr back at Uncharted Territories and Beyond Wrestling. She is now on the main stage, and I think it's time for her to make her mark. What do you got, Marcus? Yeah, dude, I used to, um, I've, I've, God, I've, I feel like, you know, I mean, it makes sense, 20 years, but, um, God, I used to get some PWIs back in the day when they started doing the female 50 and all that, and she was, I think, number one a couple times, and uh, I have seen some matches of her when she was in WSU, um, and I do remember her recently, as far as just the most getting the most eyes on her when she was in uh, either the first or the second uh, May Young Classic. Yep. And uh, dude, she's awesome. She's she's about as uh, legit as it comes, women wise. Uh, Rhea Ripley style type of uh, 
hard hitting. So it's going to be exciting. It's good for her finally. It's going to make for some good matches, and I'm I'm ready to see it. Mike, do you have any opinion on it? Do you even know who Mercedes Martinez is? Yeah, I do. I, knew, I do know some of her. I don't. I didn't realize she'd been around that long. Though. My goodness, twenty years, man. I thought AJ waited a long time before he come to the the big dance. Uh, but yeah, man, good for her. Is she going into NXT, or has it been revealed yet? Just is she going straight to the main roster, or probably NXT, or what? I, I don't know yet, but I will say this: I, I'd love to see her in NXT because, like me and Marcus talked earlier today or, or earlier the day earlier this morning uh the women's division in nxt's main event status all the way around um so i'd like to see her go down there because i think her and rhea ripley could really have some good matches and we're going to talk about nxt here and shortly but I, I just figured that yeah yeah good for her man because you know she's she's getting with you know the most prosperous and, and greatest wrestling company in the world as far as you know getting eyes on you and everything so good for her kudos all right we're gonna move on real quick to our next segment which is njpw's the new beginnings and marcus we're we're releasing an episode tomorrow it's called it's going to be a bonus episode in this wrestle kingdom 14 review plus some njpw talk now we got into a little bit of this in that but man, is this new beginnings looking good here in New Japan right now? I mean, we're already mm-hmm. stacking the card. Yeah, and you know, I hope that this at least bleeds in a little bit for AEW, um, just because I think it would help at this point, just to get some fresh faces on their TV. Um, but not to bring up AEW into it, because really, it's not about them. But uh, it is though, because one of the biggest matches going into this is. Uh, is the top guy in AEW besides Jericho, and that's Moxley. And having a dream, hopefully hardcore match, against one of my favorites, if you're a fan of Japan, and that's uh, Minoru Suzuki. And I know, Brandon, you know who that is. Mike, you may know who that is. But Minoru is a badass. And and I heard a comment. I told Mike about this. A guy made a comment that I can't believe that – he can't whoop nobody on AD, uh nobody on AEW's roster can beat him, but this guy can. And I was sitting here thinking, uh, do you even know who Suzuki is? Because Suzuki could whoop everybody's ass in AEW without breaking a sweat. Yeah, uh, Suzuki is a legit um, MMA fighter as well. Um, aside from being somebody that would probably cut his own face with glass and then laugh about it, so not really the type of guy you'd want to pick a fight with. Not at all. And the thing, too, is is that not only that, at the new beginnings, you're going to get chaos. Will Ospreay and Kazushika Okada taking on Suzuki Gun and Zack Sabre Jr. and Tachi. I mean, yes. chaos and Suzuki Gun have been going at it for so long. This will be a good right. match. You've also got Jay White taking on Sonata. Uh, you've got... The IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship with Takahashi taking on Ryu Lee. Mm. And then you got, of course, you're going to have Moxley and Suzuki. That's going to be a death match. There's going to be nothing but blood and guts on that one. And then the main event, Mm -hmm. Tetsui Naito versus Kenta. This is whoa. Hideo Tommy is dead and Kenta's in. This is going to be right here. This is going to be a good show. I can't wait to see this match. What's your thoughts on that match? 
Yeah, the Naito Kenta, especially with Kenta being uh, the heel Bullet Club Kenta right now, which he's he's just a badass. And yeah, man, it's a shame um, that Hideo Itami just kept getting hurt because <laughs> like they seemed to they would try and then he would just have a ill-timed injury and just never really could get started because uh, Kenta's a badass man he invented the go to sleep and a lot of people don't realize that they think it's CM Punk's move yep. and um, you know Kenta's a beast Naito I'm so glad that he won it just that was such a good Wrestle Kingdom um, so I'm stoked for all this but really really the one that I'm more pumped than anything is that Moxley and uh, Suzuki just because that's such a matchup I never even thought I'd get to see yeah and I mean that it's going to be unbelievable, and that's what we're looking at. And but my thing is right now, New Japan's putting on a good product, as always. And I just, I mean, I'm excited about it. But you can tune in tomorrow on our bonus episode and learn more about New Japan if you don't know about New Japan Pro Wrestling, and learn about their biggest event, which is Wrestle Kingdom. Which we had Jericho and Tanahashi. You had Moxley taking on Lance Archer and Juice Robinson as well. Plus the du- uh, the dual champion. I mean, it was a great event. Uh, but before we get into PowerPoints, Mike, and tonight PowerPoints is going to be a little bit different because Marcus is joining us on PowerPoints, right? Yes. All right. So what we're going to do on PowerPoints, and we're going to get to that in just a second. But what we're going to do on PowerPoints tonight is I'm just going to be the I'm just going to do traffic tonight. I'm going to give my little opinion, but I'm going to let you two guys get into it and see what you're because I know you're going to have some differences in the opinion on this. And I can't wait. Well, but... I'll, I'll, yeah, I'm going to, yeah, I mean, this is my first episode watching it. I mean, I know who a lot of the guys are, so Mike's really going to be running the show on this. And I'll go, yeah, man, I don't know really much about this, but all right. So you guys, yeah, do your thing, and I'll, I'll chime in when I can. All right. Well, before we get to that, what about CM Punk taking shots at the Miz? Work or shoot? And what's your opinion on it? Go for it, Mike. Uh, well, at first, uh, you know, when I, I've seen a little bit of, them, of it on social media, but I didn't really, like, read what was said or anything like that. And uh, as we talked about a little bit last night, uh, you know, Marcus was telling me some of the things that was really said. And I don't know. It, it kind of sounds more like a shoot. But the thing about it is, is you can get away with saying that kind of stuff on social media and not saying it on, on the WWE product. So I don't know, man. But it, it sounds like a shoot, dude. I mean, just to say something that descriptive and, and <laughs> nasty. To the yeah. You know, that's uh, that's hard to believe that that's a, a work. So, but... I don't know. I was going to say I've seen crazier things, but I don't know about this. I'm I'm going to oh. say it's a shoot, man. I've seen crazier things. I watched that Lars Sullivan video. <laughs> you crazy. You really uh, did? Ain't that uh, true. Yeah, and that, that was a lot more crazier. So. <laughs> uh, I bet Jordan like, feels like Lars' is partner tonight oh. or this morning. Hey, I, I'm just like Bobby the Brain used to say, man. I'm a broadcast journalist. I do what it takes. Well, maybe, uh, maybe when Punk said that, he was referring to a relationship between his and Lars well, or something. Maybe that's what he meant. You know, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so the the main thing that I think that this is a shoot, um, more so than a work. Even though you know, Mike, that's is right. You know, you can you can pop off on Twitter, and they kind of let him pop on Twitter a little more, but. For, it, it's not even the blood money dick sucking, it's the Saudi Arabia part. 
that I that I don't see that I don't see WWE being cool with more than any. That's a lot of money. That's yeah, and that's touchy anyway. With the the stuff that's happened with the the women, and you know, like Sami Zayn and Aleister Black aren't allowed to work there, and um, guys literally don't go there. Like Daniel Bryan and The Miz don't go for like political and personal reasons, and the the whole holdup at the airport, which really just kind of got swept under the rug because they had a sweet ass Survivor Series after that, so everyone just kind of forgot that they were held up there for a long time. Um, that's the one part about. CM Punk's comments that it's like, yeah, that's that's uh, that's shooting off the hip. Um, whether or not you know, you know, Punk doesn't care, and he always just says stuff like this. I, I don't see that being a storyline now. Whether or not, because I have theories about Punk and this upcoming Rumble, but um, I, I don't think this has anything to do with if there's any return coming. This doesn't have anything to do with it. I think this is personal. Uh, I I have to agree there. You know this whole- it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The thing about the plane being held over, I think this is going to be one of the stories 10 years down the road where the wrestlers start coming forth and telling the truth about what happened. I, I mean, I could just see this down the road. You know? Corey Graves has already told the truth. Yeah. So. Well, I think, I think some of this stuff, um, a lot, it, it's going to be interesting, and I hate to be morbid, but uh, I think it's going to be interesting when um, – Vince McMahon actually passes, and you get a little bit of time after Vince is gone of what starts coming out. Yeah. You'll hear a lot of things, but we'll just see. All right. Uh, I guess we're going to move on to NWA PowerPoints. I think we stuck on that enough. Uh, Mike, what is NWA PowerPoints brought to you by this week? Well, so funny you should ask. NWA PowerPoints is brought to you by Austin Idol's Kayfabe Cocktail. He can tell you what's in it. That wouldn't be kayfabe, would it? No, it wouldn't. We started the show off this week in a fashion where it just kind of went back and was telling us the feud with uh, Nick Aldis and Tim Storm and how it led up to Strictly Business. And, man, Tim Storm comes – or Camille comes out to speak after Tim Storm's, you know, he's going to shoot him a promo out here. But Camille comes out, looks like she's going to say something, and then she just goes silent. But I don't mind. She can be silent all day long. But Storm cut a... That's the perfect perfect woman. I'm sorry. Yeah, (laughs) it is. Uh, Storm come out, cut a promo down. I'm telling you, uh, I think Storm's probably one of the top baby faces in wrestling right now. What do you you say, Mike? Uh, I think so, too. I think he's he's just uh, got that underdog about him, you know. Uh, He's a little bit older, um, 
you can't help for kind of you know to feel for him by losing and supposedly not having a, uh, a shot at the world heavyweight championship you just you know he's that underdog story he's that he's that rocky kind of character right now and uh yeah i think so too and i tell you boy I don't think he was going to put his hands on Camille, but he definitely looked really heated. He looked like he wanted to. And that's a brave chick, ain't she? I mean, she done speared the guy in the ring, and now she's up in his face. And then she slaps the taste out of his mouth. So, well, Camille's something else. Boy, let me tell you, she's a spitfire. <laughs> she is. What do you What did you think of this, Marcus? So, yeah, dude, I, uh, when I saw this, I really, I don't know why. Um, I guess I watched too much WWE. I thought they were just going to start making out. <laughs> um, and then they, they got like real close dude like real close to each other uh but um so tim storm i feel like i've seen him before but maybe i haven't like was he somebody else somewhere else or well, he did, did care that he carried the, the nwa belt right when uh well i think he carried it before billy corgan had it and then he carried a little bit when billy corgan owned nwa so he probably seen glimpses of okay. yeah and he's been around yeah. and he's been around mississippi too he's wrestled uh at, he's actually wrestled at swa uh here in, in town okay so i want to say yeah maybe it was some g um global force or yeah, he, he was in global force yes he was with maybe Jeff that's there, yeah. maybe that's okay so yeah, <coughs> excuse me yeah um storm's cool dude i like this uh and camille does she talk does she say no stuff? no okay no, okay so talk. that's her thing she never talked okay all right all right well yeah i liked it dude i thought it was cool it was definitely real oh yeah you could tell and i love how storm I mean, he just he starts sweating he's so mad and i love it well, we're going to move on to our next thing where Dave Marquez pulled two names out for the TV title tournament. And what did you think of this, Mike? Zane and Dave Dawson are scheduled to face each other. And Trevor Murdoch was sitting out there, and he will be facing Tom Latimer in the first, in the next round of the tournament. What was your yeah. thoughts on this? Yeah, Trevor Mur- Murdoch had some uh, some interesting, some true statements to say. You know, he said that he was going in uh, fighting a tough tough competitor and, and Tom and uh, that's going to be a that's going to be a good match because them are two uh, two big guys two heavy hitters and uh, I, I just, I'm really pulling for Trevor on this man I hope Trevor pulls this out he's been pretty humble and taking the defeats that he has taken as far as the Dawson's going up against each other I don't know where they take this if they really advance one of the Dawson's or Maybe I think it'd be better that neither one of them wins. Well, you know, I th- I, just, my opinion is I think this is leaving it for a buy spot. I think this is a buy spot in the tournament. I think this is where they have these two in there. They're probably going to go to either the time limit. They may not even face each other and just give whoever's in that spot a buy into the next round. That's 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 highly likely. I could definitely see that. Yeah, I can definitely see that. And then, and I like this tag team, man. I, I like the Dawson brothers. They're 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 pretty cool. They kind of kind of remind me of the Wyatts a little bit. Yeah, cool they, tag. They are cool. What did what did you think, Marcus? Yeah, dude. Uh, for for not knowing anything about them, the Dawsons were. Uh, <laughs> they, I, dude, I was stoked. I was entertained by them. They're definitely funny to me. Oh, they are. They're hilarious. Um, yeah, dude. I'm I'm, I'm kind of fans of them already and then i've you know there's a guy on there um that i kind of forgot about but i used to love back in the day on wwe and that's trevor murdoch dude. oh yeah um, murdoch baby dude i like murdoch and he's god he's got this the weirdest body ever but it just works for him and i don't know i've always liked trevor murdoch and then so i was like oh sweet i, I didn't realize he was an nwa so dude all around i thought this was cool for me 
All right, so we're going to move on to our first match of the night, which was the NWA TV title tournament qualifying match, which put Ziggy Dice against Caleb Conley, and Ziggy Dice picked up the win. Now, remember, Ziggy picked up the triple threat win, and I was kind of like, well, I thought C.W. Anderson would get it. And I'm, I've been high on this Caleb Conley. I still think they're going to do something with Caleb. I think he's just young in his career. But, Mike, this Ziggy is on a roll. Yeah, he is, man. And unlike we talked about, we figured Anderson would have won a couple of weeks ago. He was more of a, a somewhat of a household name. And I'd never heard of the Ziggy Dice. And, you know, we both were kind of in agreement. Well, they're, they're pushing him for some reason. And then he gets behind that, you know, the, the, the podium and starts talking. You're like, okay, this guy can talk. He's a heck of a character. Uh, he's got a nice little thing going with his, you know, his character. So yeah, Caleb Conway, man, he's a, he's a new up and coming young guy, and I think he's got a bright future too. But it looks like uh, looks like this Ziggy man, they're gonna be giving him a push. Marcus, what do you think of Ziggy? Dude, Ziggy, dude, he reminds me of uh, of cool old school DDP to a degree. Uh, <laughs> the way he he's kind of got that the way he looks, kind of like him. I guess that's really it. But he kind of looks like him. He's kind of got that. Why I like the dude. I actually was like stoked on because i going into this weirdly fresh it's it's weird i guess i have a weird perspective and i don't really know any of the backstory so i'm just kind of getting it all and then caleb conley dude um uh, dude they had a good match and it wasn't that long but god they got it in and uh i like uh i know it's not the shake he calls it something rattle and roll like the honky tonk man's finisher that was cool um dude yeah good little tv title tournament match yeah, and their TV title tournament matches are six oh five, six minutes and five seconds long, and it's good because yeah. it's it's a fast paced deal and it helps you get mm-hmm. in there. I like it. Uh, I, I like that little touch of six oh five. I know where it comes from. Yeah. I just didn't realize they were doing that, so that's cool. Now we move on to one of my two of my favorite people right now, as Joe Galley interviewed Aaron Stevens and the question. I mean, I'm sorry, Shooter Stevens and the Thank question you. mark. Mike, Aaron, or Shooter Stevens has them in the palm of his hands, and they don't even know it. Oh, yeah, man. You know, every week I brag on this guy, man. I was I was like looking on something today, like one of the web's uh, Facebook group pages of NWA, and somebody was like dogging him out. And like, dude, everybody like pretty much attacked him. They were like, dude, are you crazy? This guy's incredible. He's funny. He's gifted in the ring. And I'm just going to echo the same thing, man, I do every week, man. I love what he brings to the table. I think he's entertaining. He's bringing something different. And to me, uh, to me, a good show, a, a well balanced show, you want a little bit of everything. You want to because at the end of the day, it's about being entertained. And he brings something a little different to the table. And that's a little bit of comedy. It's a little bit light. But when he gets in the ring, dude, I'm not going to compare him to a William Regal. But he, he is very capable of being very technical and entertaining at the same time. And it, it, not anybody can do that. Not everybody's got that. It's, uh, it's a gift. It, it really is. It is very much as a gift. You know, so I like Shooter Stevens, man. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, uh, this was cool, dude. I like, uh, I've always liked Shooter, uh, regardless of what name he goes by, because he's, he's great on the mic. He can go in the ring, and uh, he, he always has people in the palm of his hand. You know, he always has. Um and the question mark, um, I don't know who he is. I guess that's the point, obviously. Uh, I, this is, a, you know, for the first time looking at it, this is a cool little quirky partnership they got going on, and it's, it's interesting. It's entertaining. 
Yeah, it's like I compared it to a uh, Chris Farley and the David Spade a little bit, you know. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this question mark who I think it is is I think it's uh, Josephus. Now, if you haven't watched past episodes, you don't know who Josephus is, but I think question mark Josephus, but I could be wrong. It could be something different. And I'm telling you this right now, though. They've got this guy over like Rover, and he is just killing it. And I just don't see how he's going to get beaten in this TV title term. I really don't. I mean, that's just – when I heard he was in it, I was just like – I mean, they don't built this guy to the moon. How are they going to end it with him, you know? I think it's Billy Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, speaking of Billy Gunn, before we move any further into it, you heard, you saw where his son signed with AEW, right? Yeah, they had a match, I guess, on Dark. Yep. So he's he's signed with uh, AEW now. All right. I bet I, you know uh-huh. Billy Gunn. I wonder how big his son is. I haven't seen him. You know, Billy Gunn is a big dude, man. He's like what six, almost six five or something. Deceivingly big, dude. Deceivingly big. Yeah, because oh, yeah. like back in the nineties when he was in WWE, he didn't look that big, but that was because everybody else around him was bigger. Yeah, you put him in the AEW ring, and it's like, whoa, God, he's a massive dude. Even at probably what fifty. Yeah, he looks like Big Show out there when he goes on AEW. Yeah. So, well, I tell you, man, real quickly, and and I guess this kind of fits in too. But man, just meeting James Storm last year, man. You know, you look at James Storm on TV, and you don't think he's small by no means. But you know, I'm I'm like five nine, and then you you meet and take a picture with this guy, and you're like, damn, he's a big dude. Man. <laughs> TV is so deceptive because, like you said, you're yeah, a small guy on TV is like six foot, you know, six one. But then you meet these guys who are six four, six three, six four, two fifty, two sixty. They're big, dude. They're yeah. really big. And <laughs> and TV can make you look big. The only person that don't make look big is Marco Stunt. <laughs> so I mean. <laughs> The ring that he's in makes him look small. <laughs> Up next on uh, NWA was Thunder Rosa taking on ODB, and I'm just telling you, I'm in love with Thunder Rosa, man. I uh, just, she is the future face of NWA. Uh, she took out ODB, and my thing is, I think Melina blocked her from getting her shot at. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus allison k somehow thunder rosa is going to find her way to the nwa women's championship and I cannot wait, but Mike, what did you think of this match? I think that could have possibly been the best best match of the night, really. How aggressive, dude. They were like bringing the chops, her and ODB. I mean, it was a a really snug women's match. It really was. Thunder Rosa is just, she's like a a female Brock Lesnar or something. She just got that believability about her, and she's very aggressive and very intense, 
an ODB is not a lightweight by no means. It's a seasoned veteran, and she can get she can get tough in that ring too. Excuse me. So this was a very uh, very competitive match, and they really brought it. I enjoyed this one. Maybe the match of the night. I thought it was the match of the night, according to my wife, is also. So I mean, that's it. Marcus, what was your thoughts? Yeah, dude, I, I think this was the match of the night uh, as far as me watching it. Um, this is my first time really watching Thunder Rosa, and goddamn, both of them. That was a that was a hard hit match. These ladies were chopping the shit. Like Mike said, dude, they're just chopping the hell out of each other. And uh, I've always been a big ODB fan, so it was cool to see her. And, uh, you know, we always talk about the NXT and the AEW women's divisions, and I know you guys talk about the NWA ones. This is my first time getting to see it. That's a stacked division, too. You guys weren't lying. Um, and if they're having matches like this, I'm a fan. Well, I'll tell you this. In Thunder Rosa, like when Mike said believability, she's an MMA fighter, too. Oh, wow. Yeah, see, she looked like it. She's been on She's been on our show. She's done an interview. Uh, and you need to go back and check it out and listen to it. I know you don't listen to the show, but you need to go back and listen to that episode. <laughs> Uh, well, it's kind of like it's kind of like Johnny Depp. I've read something Johnny Depp. He, he said when he shoots a movie, he never goes back and watches it. So, oh, so you're comparing Marcus to Johnny Depp now, Mike? Well, How the, much have you drank Mike. this morning? Thanks, Mike. He's like the John, he's like the Johnny Depp of the podcast world. Uh, you know, that's all I'm saying. Well, uh-huh. if he's Johnny I'm Depp, I'm, I'm a, who am I, Jock Cousteau? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a game time player. I don't need practice. I'm like Allen Iverson. Oh, practice. 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 We talking about practice. Right. Well, up next after that match, and on commentary, Allison K did say, "Could uh, Thunder Rosa could challenge her at any time?" And I wish Thunder Rosa would, because Thunder Rosa is going to carry that women's division into the next millennium. I'm telling you, she is unbelievable. I'm just in love with Thunder Rosa. I guess. All right. Up next, Nick Aldis came out to some nuclear heat. I mean, nuclear heat. And then he said that Carmilla, or Carmilla, look at me. I got a little where my head's at this morning. Uh, Camille was no longer an insurance policy because she is now a full-fledged member of Strictly Business. And Galley asked him how he could justify how they treated Tim Storm, and Aldis responded by asking how Storm could insert himself into the, his business. Because Storm is the past. He also buried Ricky Morton during this, which is going to lead to something a little bit later on. But Aldis mentioned he walked away from the tournament because he couldn't get the job done in six minutes. Guess what? Ricky Starks comes out. I want you to tell me the whole thing, Mike, here, of what you thought of this promo all the way to this six-minute and five-second draw. Uh, yeah, man, I loved it. And, and, you know, once again, I love Nick Aldis. I, I think he is a, a champion's champion in my book. He's just a calm, collective speaker. He carries the title with prestige. He's getting, like you said, he's really getting that heel heat so much where he can't hardly talk on the microphone from the crowd, you know, but he just, uh, and, and everything he said about Tim, you know, also, I, I love, I love the fact that they're so consistent with the storylines, um, you know, some things that I forget from week to week or whatever, and then I watch it. I'm like, that's right. He's dealing with this guy also, and he's dealing with this guy. And I love the way they continue, continuously bring the stories into play. You know, so 
Yeah, that whole segment was good. The whole draw was good. And I, like I said before, man, my theory is, you know, look at the way he was praising Ricky Starks, man. I still think Ricky Starks might be a member of Strictly Business down the road, man. I just see him as that that kind of Tully Blanchard kind of role or, or that young buck that's coming in. He's going to be that, you know, that young guy. I just see him. I and, think he's a man of Strictly Business. And they the had a great match. It went to the limit. They really did. Oh yeah, great match. But great match. Morton came out, man, and Morton just he he just wanted five more minutes. He wouldn't give him five more minutes and and all of that. But it it was good. What do you think, Marcus? That was cool. I'm a big fan of Nick Aldis. I have been for a long time. Um, first time seeing Ricky Starks, but like you guys were saying, um, yeah, it definitely looks like some sort of uh, you know gang initiation, so to speak, with Ricky Starks. Like, okay. I'll beat you up and, and kind of beat you in sort of thing, you know, and, and I, th- I think definitely they're going to end up being buddies um, just because, you know, it, it makes sense with him getting that, you know, maybe not right off the top, but mutual respect going the distance, so to speak, with all this. So um, it was cool. And then Ricky Morton, you know, I like Ricky Morton and everything. I'm not too excited about seeing him fight all this, but, you know, it would be cool nostalgia wise. Yeah, now we're going to move on to another spot where I've been kind of confused over the last few weeks, and I, I think we got, a, I think we kind of got a little bit of clear head on this segment here with Eli Drake and James Storms taking on Colt Cabana and Ken Anderson. I was under the impression that Anderson turned heel at the pay per view. Then Colt comes out talking about how good of a guy he is, gets the crowd back into the mix with him, and you know people are kind of behind Anderson at this time. And I'm thinking Eli Drake's a heel. And Storm is a heel, but by the end of this match, I don't know what's what, Mike. Uh, yeah, I don't either. It's like they're, it's like they're kind of painting Anderson as being a little unhinged, you know. And I'm gonna be honest with you. At the end of this match, I was I was really waiting and expecting Anderson to just attack Eli Drake because that's what it kind of looked like it was going. I don't know if it is or not, but I, I kind of like this mean streak in Anderson. He can do it all, man. Anderson's another guy like like uh, Stevens, man. He's a guy that can come out there and be funny. He can be entertaining. Uh, he can be a face. But then again, he could turn up the volume, and he could be a, a killer heel. And um, it kind of looks like that's the direction they're taking it. The lines have definitely been blurred as far as James Storm because Nick really, when they faced each other, he wasn't that true heel. You really didn't know how to take Nick. So where that placed James at the time, you know, you just assume he was the face. But <coughs> nonetheless, man, it was a great it was a great tag team match. Uh, all these guys are really really good in the ring, and I I just. You know, you talk about AEW, and, and like we were talking last night, the first match with Private Party, and not to lean too much you on mean, AEW. You mean Wednesday night? Yes, Wednesday night. Um, you know, all the dives and all the flips and all the holding hands, it's good at certain parts, man, but when, when a particular team looks like they're assisting you too much or a wrestler looks like they're assisting you too much to do a move to them, it just takes all the believability out. And I love watching NWA because here's guys that are averaging 240 t- 245, 255. They're putting on headlocks. They're hitting fists. They're slamming. I like that kind of wrestling. And all these guys are very seasoned and very good in the ring, and I just enjoyed the match, man. It was really good. And I'm, and I'm interested to see you know, where this goes with Anderson. It almost looks like a heel turn and opening up something for him, between him and Eli is what I kind of think. Yeah, it does. Marcus, what's your thoughts? Yeah, dude, I like, I'm a fan of all four. 
um, you know, not knowing the story, it definitely looked like it could go either way of who's going to turn, whether that be Eli or Ken or even Colt. You know, it's, it's interesting on, on what they're pulling off here. Um, but yeah, I had a great match between four guys that I, I know and like, so it was, it was good, man. Good main event. Now we come to something that means something, which, like I was saying, there's only, there's what, two products that really are storytelling and doing it right. I think I've told you guys this, and that's NXT and NWA. They're telling stories. Nobody else is. Not even Raw, not SmackDown. I'm talking NXT and NWA. Coming up next, we had Storm, I mean not Storm, Aldis come out, and guess what? He's got a he's got a little proposition for Mr. Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson. So Ricky comes out and Robert comes out and uh you know he issues a challenge that if you know Team Aldis versus Team uh Morton and if Team Morton wins, Morton gets a shot at the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, sweet Charlotte. But there's a catch. Neither Nick Aldis nor Ricky Morton will be competing in this match. It'll be a, a six-man tag, which we know that Ricky Morton's going to have Robert Gibson on his team. We don't know who his other two are going to be. I can't wait. But we know that the wild cards are going to be on Nick Collins' team, but who is the third man? Who Who's the third man? And then what happens, Mike? Well, something me and you have talked about, and I'm not right a lot, but as you know, but... You know, the music pops on, and, and, and there it is, man. The big, bad booty daddy. Holler if you hear me. Big Papa Pump comes down. Comes down, man. I, I just, you know, I know it, it's nostalgia for me as a fan because I, I love the Steiner Brothers as a tag team, and I really love Big Papa Pump unhinged as a heel in the NWO, uh, having the World Heavyweight Championship at one time at the tail end of WCW. And I loved it when he went to WWE and he feuded with Triple H because the two worlds crossing together I thought was great. And I thought him and Triple H worked really well. So saying all that, I'm a big fan of Big Papa Pump. I know he's a few steps, a few steps slower, but I'm going to tell you one thing I really like about NWA because they're not really signing contracts and they're not holding anybody down per se. What I love about it is the element of surprise. Anybody can show up at any time. And that's what I like, man. And that's exciting for me, man. And when that music come on and he come down, man, he got a huge pop. And I was like, wow, this is what I like. This is why I like being a wrestling fan. I love the unexpected. And I can't stand when I can figure stuff out. And for so long, that's the way WWE programming has been. It's been, okay, this is going to happen. And this is going to happen. But I love it when you can't figure stuff out. And I love all the surprise people they're bringing in. I'm just curious to know who's going to be uh, Ricky Morton's tag team partners. And I will also, if I could say this about Ricky Morton too in one of his interviews on that episode he also said that he had been in the ring with some of the greats uh Ric Flair and different people like that and he said that he probably could have been world champion if it wasn't for the politics at the time and that uh, Nick Aldis was not the greatest by far that he had been in the ring with the greatest so I know there is a difference in age but I think the nostalgia of it and I think the build-up in the story could be really good so yeah I'm very invested in this whole storyline Marcus, yeah. <laughs> what do you think of Big Papa Pump coming down? Well, you know, I was um, I was thirty three percent sure that I didn't know that Scott Steiner was coming. Um, I'm about one hundred and twelve percent sure that it's just going to be a short run, but I'm one hundred and forty six percent sure that I was stoked to see Scott Steiner. So that was cool as hell. 
Yeah, I was he did too. The math, baby. He yeah. did the math, baby. Yeah, he did do the math. Now look, all right, we're coming up on hard times. Is coming up. Before we wrap this up and head into our NXT review in a minute, Mike, what is your predictions on who Nick Aldis is going to face at hard times? Because you know they're going to have him face somebody at hard times. Who's it going to be? Uh, is it going to be Ricky? Wow. I don't know. That would be good. That would be good. It's the only one that makes I, sense at this point in time because if you look at it, uh, everybody else is in the TV tournament. When are they talking about having this tag team match? Is that going to be on one of the powers? That's next week. That's next week. Okay. Well, I definitely or may, see, It's uh, either next week or in two weeks. I can't remember. It's either the week of hard time or it's next week. I can't remember. Okay, because I wasn't sure if that was actually going to be on the Hard Times pay per view or not, but it, but it's not. I, I think that will be good. I'd love to see him, you know, him and Ricky Morton go on the pay per view. Well, I, ha- I and hold on, wait a minute. It may be on the pay per view. I'm not 100 percent sure on this, so it may be on the pay per view. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, and in that way, he's not really putting the belt up every month, which, which keeps the belt really prestigious. Well, he hadn't put it know? up since uh, December, so I mean, it'll be almost February by by that time, so. But. Yeah, I love that too. I, I like the fact that it's not on every pay per view the belt's been put up. But of course, Brock Lesnar does that too. So I mean, I guess yeah. it ain't that rare of a thing. Well, I guess we're going to close out NWA PowerPoints and Marcus. Me and you're going to head into our NXT review, and boy, we got we got some talking to do on that one. So we're going to head on into that. Uh, we'll be right back right after this message. Friday, January the 17th, 2020, Lost Art of Wrestling returns with the event titled Blast to the Future. On this night, Law champion Ray Fury will make his first title defense against MLW star Gino Medina. There is also a five-man ladder match, tag team action, which includes McGee High School star kicker Sam Riles and ladies wrestling. This event will be a special fundraiser for the McGee Fire Department and is presented by Skinner Record Services. Doors open at 6, bell time is at 7, front row tickets are $12, general admission is 10 to get your tickets. Just message Lost Art of Wrestling on Facebook. Welcome back to Indie Table on this beautiful Friday morning. Uh, Marcus, it's about time for some NXT review. Well, well, here we are again. So, um, we're back uh, from our Christmas New Year's break. This is the first live show of the year. Uh, we started things out with probably the most over superstar on NXT, and that's Rhea Ripley. Excuse me. She comes to the ring, thanking the fans, having a quick little celebration in the ring, and she's interrupted by one of my favorites. I know she's one of yours as well, and yeah. that is Tony Storm. Cutie pie. Oh, yeah. And so Tony comes out, you know, they, they go back and forth a little bit, um, start talking. She um, talks about her match, which we're going to talk about, too, um, the, the NXT Blackpool coming up, uh, where she could literally be uh, the UK women's champion. Um, they're interrupted by the current NXT UK women's champion, who is Kaylee Ray. Uh, Kaylee Ray, if you haven't watched her, she's very impressive, uh, good-looking girl as well. Uh, so they they start shooting back and forth, and wouldn't you know, we get a whole slew of the women's roster out there. We end up with Bianca Belair, Candice LeRae, and uh, at the end of all this, 
William Regal comes out doing his best Teddy Long impression and books a tag team match. <laughs> so, so we start off the night actually with a six woman tag match, which right there just shows you head and shoulders how much better the women's division is than almost everything going right now. Yep. Um, and you got Bianca Belair, Io Shirai, and Kaylee Ray. They take on Candice LeRae, Rhea Ripley, and Tony Storm. Uh, this was a really good match. It went on for a good 16, 17 minutes. Um, great spots. You know, there was, you didn't really know who was going to win. And they kind of built up some tension between the, in, even the, the, in the teams where you had Belair tagging herself in, uh, when Shirai's going for big moves. And you just kind of showed that nobody's really on the same page going into this. And it, it, it works because of what happens later, which we'll get into. But, uh, what did you think about this match? Well, actually, I, the only thing I had a problem with, and I thought they overdid it, was all the coming out, you know, they did to build it up. And, I mean, I know I understand why they did it. I think they could have saved a little bit of time there. But other than that, the match was good. I'm I'm sold on Rhea. I love Tony Storm. Gosh. Bia- yeah. Bianca Belair is awesome. Candice LeRae. I mean, all these girls are top-notch talents. And you look at, like we were talking about, the women's division – the NXT women's division, I don't – how many flaws are are there in the NXT women's division? It's so stacked, dude. It's so stacked. I, I mean, I really can't find much wrong with NXT's women's division at all. And I, I thought this match was good, and it's, it served its point. It had a purpose behind it. And I, I'm going to just go ahead and say this and just mark it down. This is the year of Rhea Ripley, no doubt. For sure. For sure, and um, I saw some news on Io Shirai too. Where they, um, she was evidently unhappy, and they signed her to a nice little contract. So look for her to be getting some big play this yeah, year too. Exactly. I think. Well, from there, um, you know, Ray had to stare down with Tony, which I think that's going to be the first one to go. I into, loved which, how they did the ending. Yeah, 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 and that's cool because they've had matches before. You already know you've got a built-in. You know they're going to have solid. You know. Um, matches together so it, it works there and then you add candace into things too which good triple threats there and then you have to see just the matches are endless in that women's division yeah exactly and, and and that right there is the core of it and i mean it's just like i mean anybody could win it it's not it's not unbelievable for any woman to win both belts at that point you know no and while we're talking about, I mean, we'll just talk about it. Like next week, they set up for a big battle royal for a number one contenders yes. match. So you've got a women's battle royal, and that's where I was getting into. Look at the talent in that battle royal, and it's ridiculous. Like that. Plus, that's a what is it, sixteen or twenty woman? Yeah, battle 20, like, I think that's it's, a, yeah. That's a big old women's roster, and there's hard, besides the ones that have just debuted, it's hard to find. Um, a weak link in there and right. even the ones that have just debuted are just because they're new it's not that they're weak links no it's just that they're brand new to it because i'm telling you right now from top to bottom all the women that are in nxt are main eventers it's not an oh, upper sure. mid carter there's not no mid carters there they're all main event stars exactly that's how i feel about it too um well so from there we we had a quick little promo from tomaso champa um, breaking and, and, down his yeah, go ahead. I, I just want to say this: Is he not damn good? He's so good. I mean, there's no just, argument from yeah. me on that. I mean, he's unbelievable to me. I, I've I've always been a fan of Tommaso Ciampa, but I think, and if you look at how his facial expressions are in this, you yeah. have to believe it. There is no yeah. doubt in his mind. 
for being a quick little promo, this was pretty intense, man. Yes. Like, and you, you see that it's real. Like, like he said, he was the 238 day champion and, you know, he got hurt and had to relinquish it, which is all true, you know, cause he probably would have had a long title reign with that. Um, and so just from that venue or, um, vignette, uh, you really you see how important it is and it's keeping him relevant while he's not really main eventing so to speak if that makes any sense yeah um so from there we, we went into another promo um and it was it was hyping the, the main event so we started with one of the four in the four-way match which was keith lee uh bask in his glory he cuts a quick <laughs> promo um and basically you can't really say anything he says is a lie because yeah. everything he's done is is true and it's happened if he says it it's happened or it's about to happen and you know he says he's going to win that north american title in 2020 and you know after the the end of that match which we'll get into it definitely seems like it's going that way well my thing is and that's another thing you know we talk about 2020 being real ripley's year I think I think Keith Lee's taking over in 2020. I, I just don't see nothing nothing stopping yeah. the train. Yeah, he has to. I don't even know if he makes a stop with the NXT title. He may just go straight from there to Raw or SmackDown. Especially, especially what we see in the Royal Rumble. It's going to be kind of interesting to see what happens in the Royal you know, Rumble the, this year. The, the Royal, I mean, Survivor Series was a coming out party for him. Mm-hmm. I think the icing on the cake will be what he does in the Royal Rumble. I think so too. I think we get a showdown, a showdown between him and Lesnar for sure. Um, oh, that's gonna and, be and, awesome! You know, I, know more, I know we got more to talk about later uh, with the, the Royal Rumble stuff, but but yeah, I definitely think that's gonna happen for sure. Um, so from there, we get the first um, match in the Dusty Rhodes Classic. Which, real quick, it's not really in my notes, but I noticed it because I thought it was cool. Is they showed some some old footage, obviously, of Dusty, Dusty Rhodes. Yes. And he was cutting some promos that actually made it seem, the way he was talking and stuff. Like I know he was around when they did the Dusty Classic to begin with. So, but it sounded like he was doing it for this like, year live, dude. Yes, like, like it was, it was, it was kind of eerie. But it was like, wow, that was really cool. And just a weird little small thing that I was like, that's so like such a minute detail that WWE and NXT do so well. And not to harp on it, but that's the kind of thing that's missing in AEW. Yes. The little things make a big difference. And, and, and it, the thing, yeah. like you said, I was going to say, I was sitting there watching it and I was just like, damn, it sounds like Dusty is still alive. And he's, he's right there. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, damn, this is so awesome. Yeah, that was just a tidbit I just remember now. I didn't even write it down. and I was just thinking about it like as I was talking. I was like, you know what? That was actually super cool. Um, so we get into it, and the first round, first match is uh, Imperium, and that is um, Eichner, Fabian Eichner, and Barthel. Who, Barthel is the name I always forget. Marcel yeah, but, Bartel. But he is so good and they took on probably the weakest link in the whole tournament and i think one of the weaker tag teams in the whole company and and i hate to say it but they just don't do it for me and that's the forgotten sons uh wesley blake and uh rikers at ringside so it's blake excuse me and oh i got heartburn like crazy right now you good man and um i don't even know the other guy's name right now i can't even think of it but um Forgotten Sons, and it was a good match. It went about five minutes. It wasn't long, and it did all it needed to do because it was a good little back and forth, but really um, a little chaotic at the end. But 
the right team won, and that's Imperium. And that's the, I think to me, even though they're not the, the UK tag champs, that's the biggest tag team coming into this from the UK side of things. Yeah, I would have to agree. And my thing is, I've, I'm in love with Imperium right now. Like I said, you know, I hadn't been watching NXT. I've been trying to. But, you know, we do the AEW live show. Well, now that since, you know, Jordan has left and I've kind of stepped into the role of NXT, I was like, well, i got to watch it, you know. So yeah. we do the show on Friday morning. So I said, well, I'll just start watching on Thursday mornings and or, or Thursday nights, whichever one I get a chance to. And, dude, I turned it on. I'm like, yeah, I love Imperium. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, I'm not saying there's anything special to them that makes them want. But if you look at them, they just look legit. And they're very. It's it, yeah. Their characters are. They're very serious, stern. The music. I love their music. Like, yes. I, it's it's so unintimidating, but super intimidating at the same time. And I was just I was just so enamored with it. But I love this match. Even though I know you you're not too big on the Forgotten Sons. My thing is the Forgotten Sons have got the look. They look like they're just rugged. They could beat the hell out of somebody, but they come up short. And, and, yeah, I don't. Yeah, and poor you know just real quick, poor Wesley Blake, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, shit around everywhere. He yeah he you know and maybe it's not everybody else. Maybe it is Wesley Blake at this point. You yeah. know, I'm sure he's got a ton of talent, but he just doesn't really pop off like well, well, like like Murphy did. Yeah, I was gonna say you know Buddy Murphy when they first come in, my biggest thing was I thought Wesley Blake was gonna be the one, and after watching yeah. Buddy Murphy, then I knew Buddy was you know, the one, but, uh, I mean, buddy, buddies went on to success. And so, yeah, at this point you got to look back, let's say five years now. It's uh, been a while. Yeah. Uh, you got to look at it and you just got to say, yeah, it's Wesley Blake at this point. I think so too. Cause forgotten sons, this is really sport. It's supposed to be a vehicle for Riker who is the former, um, gunner. And so, you know, it's more of a vehicle for him as opposed to the other two. Even though they don't really don't put Riker in too much matches, but uh, anyway, um, so Imperium gets the win. They move on in the classic, which I, I mean, you could have called that one really. Yeah. Um, from there on, we got Kathy Kelly backstage. She's got Matt Riddle and Pete Dunn. Uh, I'm super stoked to see this team next week. Um, they, they're just going to be so good together. With with uh, Pete Dunn is even more like relaxed than Matt Riddle because Matt Riddle's just a little more animated with his bro and he's so cool he's like an RVD type character you got Dunn who's just really quiet but he's just like I'm down like let's do this type of thing and uh Matt Riddle throws out the line of the night calls him the bros or weights and uh and so from there they move on they're gonna be uh taking on a team from the UK next week and we'll get into the second match that's happening next week uh, but what did you think of um, this little bit of promo there from these two? I liked it. Uh, Riddle has grown on me a lot. I've always been a fan of the Bruiser weight, uh, Pete yeah. Dunn. I mean, Pete's just he, – he looks rugged. He looks like he's ready for a fight. And plus, he's from England, so, you know, they were born to fight. They grew up right. to fight. So, I think this is a cool little tag team to throw together. And anytime you can get Pete Dunn on TV, I think it's a good good deal. Yeah. 
Uh, from there, we got a quick little video of uh, the team, the Gallus team, which is actually a stable more than a team. But for, for this, it's coming into they're going to have a match later, uh, which was cool because, like I said, and we're both in agreement, we, we watch NXT, but we don't really watch the UK. Um, so I didn't know too much about Gallus going into this. But once I realized, oh, it's the coffees and, and all this, I was like, oh, OK, now I'm a little more invested because at least I know who they are, at least Matt and Joe Coffee and, and all that. Um, so it was good to kind of get a quick little uh, get up to speed on them at all. Yeah, and and, and you know what I liked their look to it, and when I found out they were going against Undisputed Era, I was like, yeah. oh, man. I, yeah, well, I, I figured it was going to be a good match, though, just looking at them. But then, you know, I started – anyway, we'll get into it when we get there. I, yeah, because that, that match was kind of deceiving to a degree. Yeah, it was um, very <laughs> – Real quick, though, we did get a little three-minute match of um, a guy who I'm really stoked to see um, back again, and that's Austin Theory. Yes. Austin Theory took on Joaquin, or well, however you say it, Wild, the former DJZ, Zima Ion, whatever Yeah, Joaquin Wild, yeah. Yeah. Um, I liked him, um, you know, but this was what it was. It was just a quick, like I said, less than three-minute match. Um Austin Theory had a great match a couple weeks ago against Roddy. Um, and Theory gets his first TV win, which is awesome. And it seems like WWE's definitely had their eye on him for a while. And um, they know what to do with him. And throwing him in there with Ion, or Ion, but Wild, um, is perfect because he's one of those guys who can kind of go with anybody, it seems like, too. And so that was a good little short but good match, and it showcased just enough. And you kind of it, – it's perfect because you saw what Theory can do against Roderick Strong, and then you, you see just this little bit now, and you want to see more. So it's, like, brilliant. Yeah, it, it is. And uh, you just got to put your eyes because there's nothing but star written on Austin Theory at this point, and his in-ring yeah. ability is just unbelievable. And you look at what's coming up. I mean, I, I'm going to just go ahead and say this. We know – kind of where the main event picture is going kind of yeah kind of I would not be I, don't doubt me on this I, I think Austin Theory may be in the main event picture by the end of 2020 might be I could see that at least getting some shots yeah yeah yeah. I could definitely see that um, <clears throat> excuse me so from there, we went into um, this right here. You know, going into this match, I was kind of like, eh. But this match was probably the sleeper of the night to me, and that's the Undisputed Era versus Gallus. Uh, yeah. You know, like, like I said, I didn't know much about Gallus going into it. I just saw the video. So now I'm like, okay, I'm a little more into it. And then, you know, Undisputed Era, who've got to be the odds-on favorites really to win this since they were the last year's winners and, and all that. Um, plus, today. <laughs> They still can't do anything wrong. Um, and one thing, too, it's, it's not funny, but like, well, it's just good to see Bobby Fish make it to a match. <laughs> I know without great. getting hurt. God. Um, and, but, you know what? This was a good match. It went about 14 minutes, 13 minutes, something like that. Um, great back and forth, man. And I was really impressed with both teams. And this is the match where I was kind of like, whoa, whoa, Undisputed Era is going to get upset in the first round by this Gallus team. Um it didn't end up that way. Uh, Gallus ended up losing, but it was a tight match, and it actually took a lot of interference from Cole and Strong, who were both at ringside. Um, and, you know, not a not a huge... I've seen better, obviously, Undisputed Era matches. 
Um, but this was great um, for what it, it really kept me on the seat. I was going, wow, they're going to lose. So there, that suspense and that kind of uh, sus- you know, suspense there, I was, I was stoked on that. But the right team, I think, did win to, to go on to the tournament. And that's the Undisputed Era. Yeah, I did too. And it, the thing about it was, was it, yeah, it made you believe they were about to lose. They had a great match. In my opinion, it was de- it was a good match. Uh, <laughs> I was just uh, the only thing that really got me was you know the du- when the Dusty Rose Classic comes around, you can kind of already look at the bracket and kind of pick a winner. Yeah. And, and last year I picked Undisputed Era. I, honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. I really don't know who to pick this year, and I don't know if it's become the lack of watching, or if it's just the fact that there's everybody's on the same level pretty much. Yeah, and you've got some. You've got two interesting teams. Um, I mean, we can go ahead and say it now because yeah. I mean, yeah, might uh, as well. Might as well let I the mean, cat out of the bag. Yeah, so I mean, you have you know um, the bruiserweight Matt Riddle, which is kind of a, it's a formidable team, yeah. and they're they're kind of thrown together though to a weird degree, um, but a strong team. And then you have Kushida and his mystery partner, and the mystery partner, which I was, it's kind of like uh, it. It would have been cool to just get that moment of like in the moment, but yes. I get where they're going to want people to, to tune into this. Um, and that was the announcement that Alex Shelley is coming to NXT and will be teaming with Kushida's uh, Kushida. And uh, the time splitters are back together, baby. And I can't wait. And you know what my wife said when she found out Alex Shelley was going to be on uh, NXT next week? What's that? Screw watching AEW. We're watching NXT. <laughs> well, I, I kind of feel that at least for that time splitters match, I'm just so stoked to see Alex Shelley in general. Like, I don't yes. know if he's been hurt or just. Oh, out well, of- well, you hadn't seen him lately, dude. He's nah. been tearing it up in Ring of Honor. Like he he took uh, on he took on uh, who was it? he took on? Was it Matt Taven? He took on in uh, at SummerSlam's weekend. It was the Ring of Honor's okay. Jubilee. He he took him on for the the ROH Heavyweight Championship. Shelly's come back and he has looked good, so I can't wait to see him inside a WWE ring. Yeah, I'm stoked for this. That you know, and right there, it's kind of like woo. So it depends on what's going on. If this is just a short term, like boom boost for Kushida, if Alex Shelly's actually in NXT, because that could be your winner right there. At least going to the finals against somebody. Yes, and 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 really, I'm hoping. That the way the brackets are, we're going to get Kushida and Alex Shelley versus the Bruiserweight and Matt Riddle. Because that would be great. Yes, it would. I'll, I'll, I'll have to fully agree with you on that one. Sign me up for the fucking time splitters, man. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm stoked. I'm, I am stoked, too. And when I found out about it, like, you know, I told Jordan about it. And you know what Jordan said? First thing that came out of his mouth was, Where's Chris Saban? Yes. And I'm like, dude. dude a lot of people are saying that. Look, Dude, look. I mean, I, I, nothing against Chris Saban and the Motor City Machine Guns, but do you not know who the hell the time splitters are? Yeah. You know, that's one thing that bums me out, like, about wrestling fans sometimes, just in general. Like, that's, I, and, you know, you didn't tell me what he said. I just kind of figured, because I've seen that so much um, since that news broke that Shelly's back, and people are going, oh, it should have been Saban. Oh, Saban should be. Well, God, can you guys just be happy that Kushida and Alex Shelley are in NXT together? This is insane. Just be happy that Alex Shelley's made it to NXT. Mm-hmm. That's the main factor, is that I'm so happy that Alex Shelley. One of the probably the most underrated guys on the circuit. 
I think so. He has been for a long, long time. time. Long Dude, time. I, what, real quick, not to be real long-winded on Alex Shelley, but one of my favorite Alex Shelley moments, God, I want to say this is like 2007, maybe eight. And uh, TNA had, uh, it was like a, a Thanksgiving type of thing or a Super Bowl type of thing, and it was like the Turkey Bowl or something like that. And Alex Shelley ended up losing getting put in a turkey suit. And for some reason, I thought that was like the funniest thing. They had this whole tournament, and he ended up losing in the final and had to wear a turkey suit. And of all people, it was Alex Shelley, but I've never forgotten it. It was like one of my favorite things. I think they might have only done it one year. But uh, just take a look back at the TNA Turkey Bowl or the Turkey whatever it was, and Alex Shelley ends up being in a turkey suit. And it's just, I don't know why that's so funny to me. But uh, anyway, um, so before that announcement, technically on the show, we jumped the gun on it. But uh, you had Johnny Gargano come out and um, cuts a cuts a good promo here. And it's all about this new uh, rivalry that he's getting involved in, which, God damn, does he get the good stuff and deliver to where he's going to have a few to the year three times in a row with this one, I think. Because uh, it's all about Finn. And uh, how Finn used to be, you know, the flag bearer and the top guy. And I want to say was the and still might be the longest running NXT championship or champion of all time and and all this. And But then Finn basically left and, and went to the main roster. Now he's back and wants to be this extraordinary guy and blah, blah, blah. And so Finn came out, you know, called him out for TakeOver Portland. And, uh, man, this is going to be... This is going to be a great match, a great feud, because I don't think we just get a one-off. Um, I think you're going to keep both of these guys away from the, the title belt for a while um, and have them go off and do their own thing, and I can't wait, because these two are going to put on a great match. It's a fresh matchup, and it's going to be a great feud. It is, and I'm telling you right now, I'm, I'm sold on this heel Finn Balor. He is he is not uh, sleeping on it. He is coming out, and this is like heel Prince Devitt back in, in JPW. <laughs> This is Bullet Club Balor, yeah. Yes, and I'm I am ready, and I've been waiting for this. Uh, like I said, I haven't been tuning in. I am now, and I think Gargano, <laughs> man, is it amazing how he just always fits in to feud of the and, year every year? And this, I think, if this goes the distance, which I think, like I said, I think they're going to give him some time. I think this could. Depending on what happens, obviously anything can happen. We're in the second week of the year, but this is going to be a great feud. Well, well, let me ask you this. Speaking of Balor and this feud, do you see anywhere in the future where Balor has the NXT Championship this year? Well, see, that's what I was trying – you know, I I mentioned that a little bit. Just, you know, I was like, I kind of think that you keep them away at least for a little bit. You kind of keep them away from the title – with each other and so you've got cole and maybe keith lee and then maybe some other random like dijakovics and some cameron grimes and and stuff like that but yeah i could see him getting it but at the same time he doesn't need it so it's one of those that it could work if you need to if you got to go there but i don't see a a need for it you know like before it made sense to have him the champ but now he doesn't need it exactly all right well what's up next um, after that, we had another women's match. Um, just a quick little match, but again, see, these two weren't involved in the sixth woman, uh, but these two put on a great match. That's Mia Yim, who I'm a big fan of Mia Yim. I have been since her Jade days. Um, against Caden Carter, I'll be the first to admit, I've seen Caden before, but I'm not too familiar with Caden. Um, this was a good match, um, and, you know, for what it was. It was a short little match. Mostly, um, 
showcased Mia Yim, um, who I like this head bitch in charge gimmick. I like this kind of this hard nose because especially with Baszler um, on the way out, you're going to need a strong, not that Ripley isn't, but a strong, almost heelish fighter type chick. And that's where Mia Yim's fitting in. Um, perfectly okay for Yim, you know, coming off um, the Chelsea Green debut, which happened all this on during all this too um mrs zach Ryder kind of uh <laughs> debuted on nxt finally at least they're doing something with chelsea green yeah um and so you know this this was good for what it was it, it was mostly a setting up a story um uh, for chelsea green me and and all that um but I, I have no complaints about this none either i mean it's good to see him go yeah um so we got a, another Champa promo um this one was more focused on adam cole um and and cole being the nxt champion and just Champa saying the legacy's tainted because he hasn't beaten him and yeah title was handed to him and again just great it's real because he probably really thinks that yeah you know, and, i mean and did you see i mean just look at this face i mean mm-hmm. it's just real deal damien Steele. yeah I'm, I'm stoked on this and i think this is going to be a good feud too and this could probably go till Till Mania, really, if you yeah. wanted to, this this could go, and they could probably be a uh, god. There'd be a showcase match on Mania for me. Well, well, what? Well, look at this, okay? You got Gargano, Balor, you got Champa, Cole. I uh, mean, what is WWE up. doing, really? Well, well, we'll get into that because I got some, I got some thoughts and theories about what this because this Royal Rumble thing going on I think this is a big this I think can set up a bunch of things with Brock going number one uh, and we're going to talk about that on the other side I know we're getting there Um, so we get to our main event Um, it's a uh, fatal four way we got Keith Lee versus Cameron Grimes Dijakovic and Damian Priest Um, I like the beginning you know Grimes Grimes, (laughs) yes he's like because like, he's probably bigger than me, but like compared to these three dudes, he, he just you know does not stack up, and he's in there talking shit, and he just gets whacked off. Like the the whole thing was he was just kind of getting swatted there for a minute, um, like a fly. But like we were talking earlier, the one of the biggest spots in this match was the old Spanish fly that Cameron Grimes pulled off on Keith Lee. My God, and it was perfect. So good, which you know. Props for Cameron Grimes and and all that, but Keith Lee to yeah. be able to pull that move off is insanity. And that's why I was going to say to pull it off as perfectly as he did. I mean, in as fast paces they was moving, there was not no slow movement. No. There. They were, and, you know, yeah. It was a it was a fast paced match. But what I liked about this, which I don't like about a lot of these matches elsewhere, and and sometimes that you see with four ways especially is it's just spot 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 this wasn't that like you had spots but everything led into each other there was there was like segues into things like there was good transitioning you weren't just watching boom and four guys were laid out two get up and hit a big move boom the other two get up it this match actually told the story and they all hit unbelievable moves on each other crazy things going on and um made sense the whole match made sense it did, and you know the you can't deny the winner because Keith Lee ended up picking up the victory. Um, it, it makes a ton of sense story wise because he's already beaten Strong before, and this, like we said about, you got Balor Gargano, you got Cole 
and Tommaso, and now you got Roderick Strong and Keith Lee. Oh. Those two are going to have some killer matches as well. This Lee just looks like a star. The crowd is eating up everything he does, which, again, I got to say props. That NXT crowd is the best. Uh, it just everything was good. I can't say anything bad about this main event and what's going into next week. Um, once again, dude, NXT, I know they didn't win in the viewership and the ratings, but okay. I don't care. This was a head and shoulders better than AEW this week. Heads and shoulders. Shit. This was 10 times better than AEW. Look, everything that was on this card made sense, played into everything. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I say this in my uh, uh, best way. Right now, NWA and NXT are the two best storytelling com- uh, products out there. For sure. AEW is not doing nothing. They're throwing matches out there, and it's just not – none of it's making no sense. They have one good segment the whole show like they did the other night with Moxley and Jericho. The last three minutes. Yes. Other than that, uh, nothing really good. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and, and that's going to lead into – I mean, look at what the banger matches they're putting out on TV. Yeah. And, and then they're putting on banger matches at these takeovers. So it's not like you're getting – a non banger on a like a a takeover. You're getting it. It's all the time. I mean, NXT well, that, is telling stories and 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 I don't think their promos is as scripted as WWE's is. Or, definitely, I don't think they are. Plus, you, dude, I think it's like the Attitude Era used to be where yes. you know, there, you know, I've heard somebody say it before where there was a point in time when Crash Holly was as big a star as Bill Goldberg in the '90s. You know, and yeah. that was because every everybody from the bottom and to the top of the card had something going on that people were invested in. And that's what NXT really has always done. Like, I know you watched mm. it back in the day. They've always done that. That, that um, was what had me tuned in to NXT every week. Even, you know, back when they first started on the WWE Network back in, what was it, 14 or 15? Yeah. All right. I started watching NXT then, and I would not watch Raw. I would not watch SmackDown because they just didn't do it for me. And I, I started watching NXT, and I was hooked, and that's all I watched was NXT. I remember the first oh, yeah. takeover. I remember all that stuff. Yeah, yep. was Dude, there, was, there was a point in time when Enzo and Cass were my favorite thing in WWE, period, for, yep. for a while there. Well, do you remember when Neville and Bo Dallas had a ladder match? Dude, yeah. And people forget Bo Dallas was a... God, yeah. like, see, NXT, you have Bo Dallas. You had uh, the Ascension. You had Wesley and Blake. Or Blake Looking, and Murphy. Yeah. You know, you had these these teams like the Vaudevillains and just uh, these teams that were so over and people that were so good and and had things going on and then they just did nothing. Tyler Breeze is another one. It's just like, I don't know. NXT is so good at making these people so compelling. And then WWE, I get it. It's a bigger, it's, you know, it's a broader audience. It's more casual. But at the same time, I just feel like Triple H does have his finger on the pulse of what wrestling is and, and what's good about it. it has for a long time. He has, and he's making it even better. Well, well, I guess we're about to wrap this up. Yeah. All right, because we're fisting ahead into our what. Marcus has been wanting to talk about all morning, and we're going to get to that in just a minute. Uh, Mike will be back with us in just a second as well. So on the other side of this break, we're going to get to uh, some Royal Rumble talk. And don't forget, Lost Art of Wrestling is next Friday night. You'll hear it in the commercial. You don't want to miss this. This is a premier independent event. And I'm going to talk about some independent events on the other side of this as well. 
So we'll be right back here on Indie Table. Friday, January the 17th, 2020, Lost Art of Wrestling returns with the event titled Blast to the Future. On this night, Law champion Ray Fury will make his first title defense against MLW star Gino Medina. There is also a five-man ladder match, tag team action, which includes McGee High School star kicker Sam Riles and ladies wrestling. This event will be a special fundraiser for the McGee Fire Department and is presented by Skinner Record Services. Doors open at 6, bell time is at 7, front row tickets are $12, general mission is 10 to get your tickets. Just message Lost Art of Wrestling on Facebook. And welcome back to Indie Table. And before we get jumping into some Royal Rumble talk, guys, I'm going to talk about this. And we just heard the commercial. Lost Art of Wrestling is next Friday night. It is January the 17th. The main event is Gino Medina challenging Ray Fury for the Lost Art of Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. It's an event you don't want to miss. As a matter of fact, I'll give away two tickets. I'll give away two tickets. If you want to win two tickets for Lost Art of Wrestling, if you're anywhere close to McGee, all you got to do is email me at kowpodcast at gmail.com. Throw your name in there as the hat is that you want to win tickets, and I'll draw them out on the show, and you'll win free tickets. Uh, matter of fact, we'll do that. If you can get it, or the deadline is by Wednesday night, we'll do it on the live show. Just get your name in the hat, and we'll draw them on the AEW live show this coming Wednesday night, and you'll have two free tickets to Lost Art of Wrestling. Uh, and we got other events coming up. we got Ocean Springs tomorrow. Tomorrow's Ocean Springs. Mac Day Dud's last shot at the Gulf Coast Championship. Vladimir Koloff's got an open challenge. The main event taking on War and Beast in a Texas Tornado tag match. And much, much more. So I can't wait for that. Hopefully going to be on my way to Pascagoula or Pascagoula, Ocean Springs tomorrow. Uh, just hoping this weather that's around here today, this is supposed to clear up by Saturday uh, afternoon. So I'm hoping it does and we can get down to Ocean Springs. Other than that, I mean, uh, independent-wise, uh, oh, speaking of some independent news, guess what happened today? What's that? Huh. Steve Starr has booked none other than Delicious Van Vicious. What's your thoughts and, on that, Mike? Well, uh, first of all, it feels incomplete without you telling the whole thing about Van Vicious. Oh, so. yeah. Well, let me finish that then. The women want to be with him. The men want to be him. There ain't no other. It's delicious Van Vicious. Thank you. I, I feel like I could die a happy man now. <laughs> I am, uh, yeah, man, very, very excited, man. This, this guy, he, he's incredible. Dude, and he is just extending his vocabulary moves in the ring every time I get to witness him. So, yeah, I think he'll be a great fit in, man, over there. I think he'll do really well. And you're going to get to see him on Around the Indies in a couple of weeks. He'll be uh, he'll be uh, showing up on Around the Indies. But tonight, or this afternoon, 4 p.m. Central Time, you're getting two good matches on Around the Indies. You're going to get Amber Rodriguez taking on Miss Schuyler. And then you're going to get Brimstone defending the DCW Gulf Coast Championship against none other than Mac Daddy Duds. And it's a good show. It's on it. 4 p.m. Central Time. You can either catch it on our Facebook page, which is Around the Indies, or you can catch it on YouTube on the King of Wrestling Podcast uh, YouTube page. Both places, 4 p.m. Central Time. You can hit that subscribe button on YouTube, or you can hit that like button on Facebook and watch it either way. Uh, you do not want to miss Around the Indies 
at four o'clock this afternoon. And it's just going to be unbelievable. And it's a wild ride. All right. Well, I guess we should get into the talk that brought us here today. And I'm going to, I'm going to start off with, it's the Royal Rumble coming up in two weeks. And not only is it coming up in two weeks, we've already got our number one entry. And that's the the WWE Universal Champion, or WWE Champion, I'm sorry, Brock Lesnar. Mike, I want you to go first because Marcus has got some good stuff coming. Yeah, I've been I've been uh, in suspense myself, waiting on to hear what Marcus has to say, and I think it's going to be good and juicy. Um, I don't have a lot to say on it, man, other than the fact that uh, – it definitely adds another element to the story, you know. Now you got the heavyweight champion deciding to be number one, which is definitely showing him and Paul Heyman's confidence in his in his ability, which he's never been lacking anyway. So I think that's just good, you know. Brock's always accused of not putting the belt up, not showing up, but but you don't. But for him to uh, be the first entrant, uh, I think that's interesting, and it, it definitely adds to the whole uh, whole concept of the match. I was a little disappointed by some of the reveals here lately as far as uh, Morrison. Um, I thought some of these guys, with, you know, the Usos coming back, uh, I know they're probably bringing them back out to kind of hype up the Royal Rumble and stuff like that, but I was really expecting some of these guys to, to come in and surprise everybody, you know. I, that's one exciting thing about the Royal Rumble is I, I like when they dust off the legends and just bring them back for one time. I remember the year that Ricky the Dragon Steamboat come out and the crowd was chanting, you still got it. Um, AJ Styles, some of these other characters that you don't normally get to see. And I just hope they have that this year because I, I don't know. I felt like they let the cat out the bag a little bit by showing some of these people already. But who knows? You know, like me and Brandon. Well, we, you're going to only have about a couple of surprises, really, I, in my opinion. Yeah, it ain't a lot of room for a lot of surprises, especially with all the NXT guys. And, you know, guys are going to be on it too. So but I'd like to see a couple – big pops or maybe just one big surprise but uh i think marcus will probably explain that a little better what you got there marcus i'm dying to hear what you got to say <laughs> uh well first off i i think this is great that he's going number one um you know people do bitch about the fact that he doesn't defend the title all the time but he i think that's what i love about brock lesnar and the reigns that he has is that it, it is important when he does um and people just don't seem to get that. Like, they want him every week, and so what? So you get oversaturated. Um, but um, I like this where this is going. Um, I think it offers a lot of possibilities for whether or not it's a surprise entrant, um, a, a, a solid setup for whoever's going to be his WrestleMania opponent, um, whether it's somebody who eliminates him or, um, you know, whatever happens there. My big... You guys piped it up. It's more of a, you know, it's a theory, and I think this would be uh, unbelievable. I think this would, this would, I think, take the cake is probably the the biggest entrant in a Royal Rumble ever if this were to happen, which it's probably a long shot, but my God. Um, so you got Brock, you know, coming in one, like we like we've been saying, and he he either gets eliminated instantly. And that's the big shocker of what happens, or he's going to run this for a while. And what I could totally see uh, is he enters one and makes it till the end. And I'm not saying winning, but I'm saying maybe he's sitting there by himself. Um, 
when that clock's counting down for number 30. And you've already kind of got a built-in storyline with who his manager is. And out of all people, number 30 would be CM Punk that comes back. And it makes, God, the roof would blow off that place, first off. You've got the built-in story of the two real Paul Heyman guys in WWE, CM Punk and Brock Lesnar. So you'd have you'd have Kevin McAllister face Paul Heyman as soon as that buzzer hits and that cult personality riff hits. Um, and God, after everything, it would be, even though I'm not the only one that's brought this whole theory up, but it would be unbelievably surprising. Um, and, you know, the thing about bringing up stuff like this, especially when it's more than just me saying it, it's um, it almost sometimes is a letdown if that doesn't happen. So I don't want that to be like a letdown if this doesn't happen. But I think that would be one of the biggest Royal Rumble entrance surprises. And God would make WrestleMania must watch for that match. Is uh, Definitely. And we also talked we also touched on something in the NXT review. What about Keith mm-hmm. Lee? Could this be his coming out party? The Royal Rumble? Could he be the one that eliminates Brock? Could he be number two? You know, yeah, I started thinking about that just now, too. Like, everybody's kind of got this peg where Brock just rolls through this Rumble, right? But what if he's eliminated, like, instantly by somebody? Like, the second guy. And if it's going to, like, good point. Like, if it's going to be somebody, it would have to be somebody formidable. Uh, whether that be a surprise entrant, a legend, or Keith Lee. Um, who, God, Keith Lee is on a roll. He's big, bad, rugged. Um, t- there's strap a rocket to his ass because he'd be over the top at that point. You know, Definitely. I really hate they've. I really hate they've dropped the ball with Braun Strowman because I think he could have been a, a really major player in the game. You know, because that that triple threat with Kane and Braun. And Brock Lesnar, I mean, that was just, it was so good, man. I mean, just as far as, uh, that was the whole incident where he accidentally knees, I think he accidentally kneed uh, Brock in the head or something, and then Brock just takes a huge shot in the jaw. You know, I mean, it was real. You know, it was like he was like trying to slow him down, like calm down, you know, bopped him. But, you know, you think a lot of guys would have been very timid after that, and like Braun was not. He was still very snug, very, you know, bringing it to him. And I just hate they dropped the ball with Braun, man. You know, I, Big time. I think I mean, it's too late. I mean, yeah, I just you, think it's too late. For you can, him, you can't bring him back to be what he was at that point. Uh, he was unstoppable at that point. And if they were going to put the title on him, that should have been the time. Just my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I, that's the only that's the only complaint I have about the Brock Lesnar reign or multiple reigns is um, there's certain guys that I think really you know there was a point where I was like God Samoa Joe. Could have been oh yeah, and, and you know, they, was, he, and he was believable too. Yeah, yeah. There was a few guys where it's like, God, that you know, they were hot, they were hot, and it would have, it could have worked. But at the same time, I just, I, I'm one of the few people that really loves Brock having that championship, and I like the way they've been doing it for the last few years with him. Um, so, you know, I'm not complaining, but I do think, yeah, if it had been another time, another champion, I think we could have seen Samoa Joe and or Brock or uh, Braun Strowman win. Well, I'll tell you one thing about Brock Lesnar is when I hear that he's going to be on Raw, I really want to watch Raw. He definitely brings that big fight feel every time he's on. He makes Raw special. He makes 
he makes a pay-per-view special. You won't yeah. see him. And, and I think that is because, like you were saying earlier, he's not you're not saturated with him. And it's the same. And I think that's the longevity of Taker, too. Taker's not on every single week, and, and, and it keeps him special. And that's what they do with Brock, you know? People, dude, the thing, the, I think that's what made the old-school champions worthwhile. Like, Ric Flair wasn't on every episode of um, NWA Wrestling, WCW Wrestling. You know, back when he was champ in the 80s and early 90s, Hulk Hogan wasn't wrestling every goddamn week on superstars. You know, you only got to see them on the big shows. Exactly. And exactly. You you never seen Hogan have a match on uh, regular TV, nor Ric Flair. No, they cut a promo, but that's it. Yeah, yeah. And and back then, that's all they had to do. You know, and you were lucky to be in the same arena when I came out on the stage and shot a promo. You know, the, the big thing back then was the Saturday night's main event. And those were God because it had that pay per view quality. You got to see a uh, uh, you know a Hulk Hogan against a King Kong Bundy or Andre or something like that. And it was really cool because you like you like y'all were saying you never seen these kind of matches. You know, yeah, it's it's a it takes a bit, and that's that's I think why I like this rain. It 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 does make everything he does important. Like it, people are so funny because they bitch and bitch and bitch. That's exactly what they want. Like, <laughs> you guys hate this guy. That's what they want. You guys pay attention to everything he does. Like you're saying, you want to watch Raw when he's on. You want to see his matches. Whether it's to see him get beat up, which is what you want in a heel, or just to see him dominate people. Like, like everything else on that card might have been fake, but when he elbows Randy in that head and busts him wide open, that, that was legit. Like, you just don't get that in wrestling anymore. No, no, you don't. How you doing? And I can't wait for the Royal Rumble. It's one of my favorite shows of the year. But now I want to ask you guys before we go to closing thoughts here in a second. Uh, I want to ask you about the 1995 Royal Rumble. Did either one of y'all see that? Oh, yeah. I watched it live. I remember I was 11 years old and I watched it. Mike, what about you, buddy? If I watched it, you're going to have to refresh my memory. Shawn Michaels, one foot. He had to pull himself back onto the apron. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do remember It was that. the fastest Royal Rumble in history because it was uh, one-minute intervals, and it came down to number one and number two. It was Shawn Michaels and the British Bulldog. They were the, they started it, and they finished it. What, what did you think of that Royal Rumble, Mike? Uh, be honest with you, I, I remember it very vaguely. You know, I don't remember because I have not seen that in a long time. But I do remember did Shawn Michaels skin the cat and flip back in the ring with one foot out? Is it, is it was something like yeah, that? He was yeah. about to touch and he flipped back in. I do remember that part. It stands out. And uh, I was a big fan of the British Bulldog man. I just thought he was a, a big powerhouse. What I do remember of it, I, that match, I, I thought it was really good. But it's been a long time, honestly, since I've seen that one. Marcus. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> that. That was a good one. Um, you know, I heard that that wasn't really how it was supposed to go down, and they kind of had to play that on the fly. Of He actually shouldn't have had one foot, and that's where the whole post feet on the floor rule came from, is he had to put a foot down because the way he was hanging there and all that. Um, I, yeah, that match was interesting, dude. You had some weird guys in that match. Definitely wasn't like... What, what about Rick Martell, man? Rick Martell come out looking like he just rolled off the homeless street and come in there and did it. <laughs> I I just remember you had guys like 
Duke the Dumpster like, Dracy. Yeah. yeah, and like Jimmy Del Rey and, yeah. and, uh, and guys like that. And then the, uh, uh, what was it? Well Done, Stephen Dunn and <laughs> Timothy Well. That was an it. And do you know who else was in that match? I was, um, God, we were talking about it earlier, but uh, his son, but uh, Dickie Murdoch was in that match. Yeah, he was. And that was, you know, actually he was in that match. Then he went to Slamboree 95 for WCW, not, I think it was in May of that year. Mm-hmm. And then I think in a few months later, he died. Yeah, he died right after that. So, I mean, yeah. And did, y'all he, say, did y'all say Dick Murdoch was in that match? Yeah. Yeah. He was. Really? Yes, yeah, he I was. I don't know where Dick Murdoch comes out. Wow. I didn't even know he had a, even, I really didn't know he had a stand in WWE. That was it. Yeah, he, was he it. really wow. didn't. That was the only time he was there. And also in that match, I mean, if you go back and look at you had Crush. You had Brian Adams in there. You had Brian Clark as Adam Bomb in there. I mean, go back, look at Fatu, Rakishi back in his head shrinker days, Sioni the Barbarian. I mean, you go back and you look at it, and then, you know, Doink the Clown. Manitar. Manitar. That's like Mike being in the Royal Rumble. Uh, Oh, and Henry Godwin. What about Henry O? Lex Luger was in it. That's right. Yeah, Lex Luger. And Mabel. King Kong Bundy. It was just a Ooh. fun, exciting Royal Rumble. And then Mo lasted, what, two seconds? If that. <laughs> he walked in one side of the ring and went out the other. And then Owen Hart, Bob Backlund. I mean, wow. I, it, yeah, I remember. kind of like a who's who. I was watching, I watched this Royal Rumble live, I remember, because I begged my grandma to buy this Royal Rumble. I'm not buying it unless you're good. So I was I tried to be strictly as good as I could because I was the biggest Shawn Michaels fan. And I remember watching Action Zone that afternoon, and he predicted he was going to win the Royal Rumble. And I said, I got to watch it because he's going to win. And then when he drew number one, I kind of like, ah, because, you know, they build it up back then when you're a kid. They're like, nobody can go from number one to 30. And then I was thinking, you know, Ric Flair won it, and he was number three in it. And they keep saying, well, it can't be done from number one. Number three is a different – I'm like – it's one spot. It's two minutes. You know, <laughs> Monsoon was very uh, – he said it on that. He just like that, – it's, it's, you still can't – nobody has went from number one to finishing him. Shawn Michaels did it, and then Shawn Michaels went on the next year and won the Royal Rumble as well. Uh, guys, I guess we're about to close up Indy Table this Friday morning. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, Marcus. Marcus, what you got, brother, on your closing thoughts today? Um. Yeah, the Royal Rumble, dude, is is like we've said it before, but this is my favorite event. I'm and I'm really stoked on this Brock Lesnar entering one and the possibilities of where this goes. Because um, you know, I've heard stuff, and I do think I know who the winner might be. But at this point, maybe not. You know, maybe not because. I know that Roman is getting some fans back organically and, and all that, but I just don't, I still see him getting booed out of the arena if he wins. And I just don't, how many times do we have to see Roman pointing at the WrestleMania sign? So I, I really hope we're going to get something good out of this Brock Lesnar being one. And, um, and the 10 from NXT, I mean, all three brands get 10 draws and I think the NXT is going to be interesting. And so I think, I think this will be one of the better rumbles we've seen. Mike? Well, 
if it's if it's half as good as Survivor Series, I think it's going to be really good. And with the NXT element involved in it, man, I think I think it could be really special. Uh, I'm like you. I don't think I think Roman is just now getting some fans behind him, and it, and it is organic, and he's not being pushed, and people are legitimately getting behind him slowly but surely. Um, I hope they really just keep the storyline with him and the Usos and I think they can you know make a I think they can make a nice click a nice faction with him and the Usos just run with that man so I hope that it's not a Roman Reigns thing because I think that's definitely gonna hurt him right now I don't think people want to see that um you know one thing we didn't discuss is is the women's do y'all see any women's su- surprises do you think possibly Ronda Rousey might appear in the women's there's a possibility I mean I, I think more than likely she will, but you know, we can, we also got next week too to talk about Royal Rumble as well. So don't let too many cats out of the bag here, but Marcus, what's your thoughts? Uh, well, um, on Ronda Rousey, I mean, Oh, um, yeah, dude, that's a definite, um, definitely, you know, could be, that would be all right. You know, I guess I'm, I'm not, the, the hippest to that. I mean, whatever. If she comes back cool, she doesn't cool. I don't think it's a, that big a deal like it like it maybe should be. Um, I, I'd kind of be more stoked on seeing someone random, like maybe an AJ Lee or something coming back. Ooh, yeah. yeah. And, and that's been a buzz out there for a little while too now. Yep. Well, that could happen. That could definitely happen. And you know another name I've seen floating around? Believe it or not, is Paige. Oh shit! Yeah, right. I actually have. That's gonna be good. We're gonna we're gonna discuss that more in depth next week. Uh, Mike, you want to finish your closing thoughts, or are you done? Uh, no, just my closing thoughts is uh, I'm you know I'm glad um, it, it it adds another element to the discussion with Marcus watching it now as far as the NWA, and I I really look forward to covering that. Uh, more often i'm glad you guys are bringing uh new japan into the uh equation uh i think it's only fair uh and i think it's it's going to be you know bring another dimension to our show so i'm glad you guys are covering that and i'm actually going to sit back and and listen and learn some stuff myself but uh no man i just want to wish everybody a a good weekend that's about all i got y'all be safe and before we get out of here, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn Radio, and even Pandora and Google Podcast. Uh, follow us on Facebook at King of Wrestling Podcast and at Around the Indies. Also, uh, you can like us or follow us on Twitter at KOWP Show and Snapchat KOWP Show along with TikTok at KOWP Show. Uh, just want everybody to tune in for that. Uh, make sure you tune in for Around the Indies, 4 p.m. Central Time this afternoon. All you got to do is go look up Around the Indies on Facebook and hit that like button, and Indies is spelled I-N-D-I-E-S. So make sure you go check that out. I want to wish everybody a happy weekend as well, and nothing but safe travels, and we'll see you Tuesday with Ray Fury. So Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Oh, well, we got our bonus Russell Kingdom review tomorrow too, so – Merry Christmas. <laughs> but we got but we do have Ray Fury coming up Tuesday, Mike. So it's gonna be a good one. Yeah, that's gonna be good, man. We've been wanting to get Ray on for a while, so that's gonna be a good one. And then like I said, next Friday, Lost Star Wrestling will give away some free tickets. Uh just to enter, just send us your name. Uh 
you can enter your name and you can enter one other person. So two people and one email. Yeah. I'm glad you brought it up. Go ahead and put me and Marcus's name in the hat, would you? Please. Uh, you've, yeah. already, you've already got tickets. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Uh, yeah, you're already you're already there. If you're coming, you can come. Uh, you got tickets. Uh, it's, but if you want to enter, just go ahead and do it at kowpodcast at gmail dot com. I will be there next Friday night for Lost Art of Wrestling. And if you want to, just email us at kowpodcast at gmail dot com. And if you have any questions or you want to submit something to for us to talk about, or if you want us to mention something on the show, uh, just email us kowpodcast at gmail dot com. And more than happy to help. And uh, that's how you can reach us, kowpodcast at gmail dot com. Thank you, and everybody have a good weekend. You are listening to Turner Podcast.